Welcome to Casual Conversations, brought to you by Momentum Ministries, helping you attain, maintain, and regain momentum for life. Let's join the conversation with author and pastor Scott Wade, president of Momentum Ministries. Thank you for that introduction, Evan. Evan, I appreciate you so much and the work that you do for Momentum Ministries as the treasure. I am Pastor Scott, and I appreciate all of you uh, listening in today on this casual conversation as we are on the seventh episode of the Kingdom of Heaven parables told by Jesus in Matthew chapter 13. I'd like to read uh, verses 47 to 50 to get us started today. Once again, the kingdom of heaven is like a net that was let down into the lake and caught all kinds of fish. When it was full, the fishermen pulled it up on shore. Then they sat down and collected the good fish in baskets, but threw the bad away. This is how it will be at the end of the age. The angels will come and separate the wicked from the righteous and throw them into the fiery furnace, where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Christ seeks people. He came, the scripture says, to seek and to save the lost. I remember when he sought me. And he sought you as well. Christ uses methods and principles to gather his people. He has tools of the trade. I know for fishing there was a boat, rope, and a net. Probably some oars to go along with it. And there are tools of the trade that he uses to catch men as well. Using appropriate methods and wisdom is only the smart thing to do. And we need to remember in the church that our tools and wisdom that we have are to be directed toward reaching the lost. You see, Christ is aiming at a great gathering of souls. It says it's a net, not a, not a line or a hook, and it's a dragnet at that, the largest kind of net. He wants a full net, and though he calls us and saves us one by one, he doesn't seek just one here and one there, for he is the Savior of the world. Don't be afraid of growing, of getting more and more fish. Well, they won't be like us. Well, praise the Lord. Aren't you glad that you were wanted when you weren't like the others who were in the kingdom of heaven? And he calls us to be fishermen in the kingdom. And he equips us with the tools of the trade. The net is let down. He is fishing and we are to be fishing as well. Also, while the net is, is in the lake, Christ is catching this is God's prevenient grace. The verse says he caught all kinds of fish. He caught you. He caught me. And the church is a mixed bag, isn't it? There are people who like to come early, and there are people who arrive at the last minute. There are people who have been there for years, and there are people who just started attending. There are those who are more expressive in their worship and those who are very quiet. Some in the church are bossy, and others are shy. We don't even need to think about denominations. Those are really different, aren't they? But the fact of the matter is, I don't care what pond you're swimming in, whether it's Nazarene or Baptist or Methodist or Pentecostal or Presbyterian, you name it. But the church is also a mixed bag in another way. Besides differences in personality and differences in denomination, the church is a mixed bag in, in a more fundamental way. Jesus called it the good which are kept in baskets, and the bad, which were to be thrown away. There were the keepers and those that you threw back. 
You know, the church has always had the uh, bad mixed in with the good. The parable we spoke about several months ago talked about the weeds and the wheat. In the church, there's always been Peter the rock and Judas the traitor. And that's why the visible church is imperfect. And by the way, I'll give you the advice that was once given to me. If you find a perfect church, don't go there. You'll ruin it. And while the net is in the lake, Christ is waiting. And during that time, we are becoming like him. And this is God's amazing grace. While the net is in the lake, the good and the bad are together. Much as I mentioned, much like the parable of the weeds and the wheat. But it's different too. In the fact that while we wait, more and more can be added to the kingdom. His desire is to accept all. So he gives us the opportunity to change. I remember my own father-in-law. I remember when he got saved. He'd been hanging around the church for years, for decades. But he'd never given his heart to the Lord. And then one day, when the time was right, he accepted Jesus as his Savior. As long as the net is in the water, God is waiting. So it's a net in the lake, a net let down. But the kingdom of heaven is also like a net on the shore, a net pulled in. When the net is pulled in, Christ is drawing history to a close. We're all moving toward the end. Imagine being a fish in in the water. At first, while the net is wide, there's a great sense of freedom, uh, just swimming about anywhere they desire. But there's a growing sense of advancing in one direction, of tightening together. And as the end draws near, the the feeling gets tighter and tighter, more and more definite and forceful. In the same way, we're marching through history toward an appointed end. And I believe it's not too far off. You see, globally, we're on a limited time. Um, Whether you talk about the expanding universe and the earth freezing out or the, the earth contracting and going back into that pinpoint, the universe, this world, is, is on a timetable. You can even talk more specifically about the resources that are in the earth or on the earth. There's only a limited amount. And so we're, we're being drawn through history to a conclusion. And personally, we are too. Uh, do you ever feel personally like there's something, someone outside yourself drawing you through life? We can't escape it. The net is being pulled through the water to the shore when all things as we know them will pass away. There will be a new heaven and a new earth. But first, there must be something else that happens. When the net is drawn to the shore, we will all be judged. There are two kinds of fish in the net, the good and the bad. The good were suitable for the fisherman's purpose, and the bad were those who were either legally unclean, ceremonially unclean, not right for the Jewish people to eat, or they were too small. We can understand the unclean in the church. Those who have not had their sins washed away, they are sadly thrown away. They are obviously the wicked that Jesus talks about in verse 49, morally impure, corrupt, and evil. But what about the ones that are bad because they're too small? We may not be unclean, but are we unfit because we never grow up, become obedient to God? We never become mature adults in the kingdom? Have we just hung around the church remembering a day long ago when we were children and we accepted Jesus into our hearts? You see, when the net is drawn to the shore, Christ becomes the judge. He sets the criteria for good and bad, for righteous and wicked. It is usefulness to Him 
that sets the final standard of value. And I'm afraid many will hear, Depart from me, you workers of iniquity, because we all reap what we sow. Well, the fisherman has gathered the fish together on the shore in order to separate them uh, for good or forever. And Christ is doing that same thing. The fisherman had hoped that all the fish would be keepers, but some were discovered to be bad. It's not his desire that any miss out. The net is big enough. We've been given time enough. But the fact of the matter is, our eternal destiny is chosen by us. While we're in the net, the good and the bad are mixed together. And so just being in the net doesn't change what we are. We can't say, well, I've been in the church a long time. The question is, are we in the kingdom of heaven? Well, I was born into the church. Have you been born again? I grew up in the church. But have you grown up in your spirit? The net has been let down, and one day we will all be pulled into shore. Are we in it for the right reason, or are we just riding along to a final destination? A destination that we hoped we could miss. You see, after the judgment, there's something else. And after time, there is eternity. For the kingdom of heaven is like a net at the end, a net put away. At the end of the day, the tools are laid down, cleaned, repaired, and set aside to use another day. But at the end of the age, the net will be put away forever. There will be no more letting it down and pulling it to shore. The great harvest of the age will be completed, and we will enter into eternity. When the net is put away, Christ will be eternally separated from the wicked. The wicked, by their rejection of Christ in time, have chosen to be separated from him in eternity. This is now the second time Jesus speaks of hell in these parables. All through Matthew 13, he talks about the kingdom of heaven. But he's talking about the earthly expression of the kingdom of heaven. He only speaks of heaven directly one time in the parable of the weeds and the wheat. And here he only indirectly refers to heaven. When the net is pulled in and put away, there will be no more opportunity to say yes to Christ, to obey him and grow in him. But those who have rejected him will be thrown into a fiery furnace, eternal torment. There's weeping and gnashing of teeth. There's eternal regret. There's uh, eternal hopelessness. But Christ will be eternally joined to the righteous. The righteous, through their acceptance of Christ in this life, are to be collected in baskets. We are carried, we are born on the wings of salvation to our final destiny, the end of all things described in Revelation 22.11. He that is unjust, let him be unjust still. And he which is filthy, let him be filthy still. And he that is righteous, let him be righteous still. And he that is holy, let him be holy still. The fish cannot be sorted while they're in the net. But that doesn't change the quality of what they are. When the net is finally drawn to the shore, the sorting is done. The day of grace has passed. Our eternal destinies are set. Think of it this way. A net in the lake is time. The net on the shore is judgment. That brief moment between time and eternity. The net at the end is eternity. But the good news for you and me and for those that we love is that the net is still in the water. We still have opportunity to respond to the invitation. The Spirit and the Bride say, Come, and let him who hears say, Come. Whoever is thirsty, let him come. 
and whoever wishes, let him take the free gift of the water of life. Amen. I've asked Paul Flowers, our content advisor here on Casual Conversations, to share with us some of his insights into this parable. Pastor Scott, thanks for having me again on this uh, Casual Conversation podcast. I am not a fisherman. Let me go ahead and throw that out there. I am the most inadequate and incompetent fisherman that is out there. So this, like a net, I get the metaphor and I get the concepts of it, but it's, it's really not me. But I tell you this concept of God going through and sifting out that which is right and that which is evil. He does this even now. He winnows away the things even in our own lives. We don't have to wait for the day of judgment to see the hand of God. And I love the fact that in this metaphor, as the fish are sorted, um, there isn't any moment where there is God looking at a fish and saying, well, there's, you know, there's kind of something, maybe this one's good, maybe this one's bad. It's not that. It either is or it isn't. And that's what the Holy Spirit does in us on a daily basis. It prepares us for this moment. And just as I'm an inadequate fisherman, I'm also an inadequate disciple of Christ. So often the Holy Spirit has to tell me, Paul, you're swimming in the wrong direction, I guess, to continue these metaphors of fish. Uh, Paul, you need to right yourself and go with the stream and follow the flow that God has ordained for me. So often I fight against that. I also love the fact that there's no quibbling at the end of the day of judgment, because if there was, my words, my deeds, the things that I have done and will do are wholly inadequate to the task of convincing a holy God of who I am, of my value. Praise be to God that the only criteria that I have to cling to is the life, the death, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ and my acceptance of that, my belief of that. And then in turn, out of gratitude, not out of works, living a life worthy of the gospel. I look forward to the day when my inadequacy as a follower of Christ, not just thank the Lord, not as a fisherman, will be looked at with grace. Mercy will be poured out anew like it never has been before. Because I know that even if all of humanity were right with God, he would still have to come just for me. And I think my resting in that promise, that even if it was just down to me, Christ still would have come. That's what draws me closer to Christ. That's what drives me further into the world to see others come to Christ. Because my inadequacy is made perfect in the person of Jesus. Let's pray together. We thank you, Father. 
that the net is in the lake. The net is being drawn. People are being saved. Lord, we are growing in you. Help us, Lord, to be ready for that day when the net is pulled to shore and when the net is put away, that we, Lord, will be found faithful and we will hear those words, Well done, good and faithful servant. Enter into the joys of the Lord. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us on Casual Conversations today. Uh, Examine your life and see where you are in regards to the net which represents the kingdom of heaven. And make sure also that while Jesus is fishing, you are fishing too, to introduce others to the wonderful grace of Jesus. Thanks for listening in on Casual Conversations, brought to you by Momentum Ministries. Visit our website at MomentumMinistries.org. That's Momentum Ministries, with two M's in the middle, dot org. God bless you, and have a great day.